Welcome to the National Vaccine Information Center's Vaccine Science and Policy podcast series. These podcasts are from previously recorded and referenced commentaries and articles produced by MVIC, a charitable nonprofit organization. My name is Barbara Lowe Fisher. My son was injured by DPT vaccine in 1980, and this is a reference commentary brought to you by the nonprofit National Vaccine Information Center that can be read on NVIC.org. Humans have experienced two centuries of vaccine orthodoxy. That orthodoxy dictates that we believe vaccination is safe and effective and should be mandated by governments. It began with medical doctors insisting we get one dose of smallpox vaccine and has exploded over the past century into a U.S. government dictate that every child get 69 doses of 16 vaccines. Vaccine orthodoxy equally applied to every disease, every vaccine, and every person, regardless of need or individual susceptibility to harm. Today, everybody knows somebody who was healthy, got vaccinated, and was never healthy again. And when the risks of vaccination turn out to be 100% for us or someone we love, the logical course of action is to learn more so we can make sure it doesn't happen again. When I was growing up, the place to acquire knowledge for free was the town public library, and I happily checked out books on history, art, biology, philosophy, and literature. Then in the 1960s, I joined the 15% of women attending college in greater numbers than any generation before and gained access to a university library where I could learn even more. When I became pregnant in the late 1970s, one of the first things I did was go to the public library and read books on pregnancy, childbirth, and nutrition so I could learn how to give my baby the best start in life. But those parenting books did not contain information about vaccine risks. And pediatricians, who were the keepers of vaccine knowledge, did not share vaccine reaction information with mothers, trusting them to first do no harm to their children. Lack of knowledge was why I did not know how to identify classic symptoms of brain inflammation that developed within hours of my son being injected with a fourth DPT shot. Dissatisfied with the fact that I was not empowered with knowledge about vaccination that could have kept my child safe. In 1982, I joined with parents of vaccine-injured children and launched a new vaccine safety and informed consent movement in America, one that renewed the parent-led grassroots dissent of earlier generations. That was 16 years before a doctor in Great Britain wrote an article about MMR vaccine and autism and 26 years before a Hollywood actress talked about how her son developed autism after vaccination, and 34 years before $3.3 billion had been awarded to victims of vaccine injuries and death under the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act, with brain and immune system damage caused by pertussis, measles, and influenza-containing vaccines accounting for 75% of the cases. President Thomas Jefferson said, quote, knowledge is power, knowledge is safety, and knowledge is happiness. A lifelong champion of education and free thought, he ensured that freedom of religion, speech, and press be among the most important rights outlined in the First Amendment of the Constitution. 
Yet today in America, when we take the initiative to become educated about vaccination and infectious diseases, we are publicly labeled as ignorant and selfish if our newfound knowledge leads us to disagree with vaccine orthodoxy. Knowledge is power. And as a 19th century poet said so well, doubt grows with knowledge. So it is no wonder that physician keepers of vaccine risk knowledge, secrets, and myths are threatened in the 21st century by the people's ability to gain free access to the library of medicine online and engage in uncensored conversations about vaccination. Study after study reveals that increasingly it is college-educated, financially stable middle-class parents who are seeking knowledge and rejecting vaccine orthodoxy. In response, those controlling and profiting from the mass vaccination system are using classic propaganda techniques to persuade lawmakers to legally compel all Americans to be vaccinated according to orthodoxy or be punished with denial of civil and human rights. Last year at this time, we saw an unprecedented, highly orchestrated media campaign whipping up hysteria about a few cases of measles at Disneyland to justify eliminating personal belief vaccine exemptions from California education and childcare employment laws. Parents objected to vaccine mandates were demonized and there were calls for their imprisonment as well as online censorship of public discussion about vaccine risks and failures, and the delicensing of doctors questioning vaccine safety. This year, public humiliation of anyone who rejects vaccine orthodoxy has already begun. A New Year's Eve editorial in a Colorado newspaper branded parents who will not listen and comply with government vaccination rules as odd, foolish, irresponsible, and reckless and said a law should be passed to force them to comply. Two days later, a national business magazine targeted a Jewish holistic family practice doctor for shaming because he wrote a blog criticizing vaccine safety and objecting to the banning of children from Jewish summer camp if they have not gotten every dose of every vaccine on the federally dictated schedule. He was described as a threat to public health. And it was suggested that doctors like him criticizing vaccine orthodoxy should be stripped of their medical license. Another disturbing type of propaganda to reemerge as we head into 2016 is what I described in 2012 as turning vaccine exemptions into class warfare. This involves highly educated, well-paid physician politicians and professors in academia who are engaging in racial profiling and the shaming of educated middle-class Caucasian parents challenging vaccine orthodoxy. Quote, rich, white, and refusing vaccinations, screamed one racially charged newspaper headline on Christmas Eve. Quote, if you live in a rich, white community where lots of people don't vaccinate their kids, that could be dangerous, claimed a health policy professor. As a middle-class woman who worked my way through college and learned the hard way as a mother why it is unwise to blindly accept vaccine orthodoxy, 
I find it interesting that graduating from college, attaining financial stability, and being born Caucasian has been turned into an excuse for normalizing prejudice, intolerance, and discrimination that would not be condoned in America in any other setting. Vaccine injury and death does not discriminate between races or social classes, except when people are kept ignorant, economically dependent, and unable to make informed choices. As more women, no matter what their race or social class, graduate from college in even greater numbers in America, they will be seeking knowledge about vaccine risks after they become moms. It is one reason why we are witnessing an accelerated push by government and industry to eliminate the legal right to informed consent to vaccine risk-taking in America. Those embracing vaccine orthodoxy have a right to their beliefs, but they should not be given the legal right to persecute and punish fellow citizens refusing to convert. Tyranny, by any other name, is still tyranny. While we still have freedom of speech, press, thought, conscience, and religion in America, please exercise and defend those civil and human rights at every opportunity. If we all stand up for the freedom we have left today, we will not lose more of it tomorrow. Knowledge is the antidote to vaccine orthodoxy because knowledge is power. Go to nvic.org and gain knowledge. Subscribe to the free MVIC newsletter and the Vaccine Reaction Journal. Learn about how to identify and report vaccine reactions. Read about vaccine ingredients in the vaccine manufacturer product inserts. Download an illustrated, fully referenced reforming vaccine policy and law guide and sign up for the free NVIC advocacy portal to work with others in your state defending vaccine informed consent rights. In 2016, empower yourself with knowledge about vaccine science, policy, and law. Be a teacher and pass that knowledge on to your family and friends and leaders in your community. You never know whose life you will save. It's your health, your family, your choice. Before you take a risk, find out what it is. To learn more about vaccines, diseases, and the human right to informed consent, visit mvic.org, the website of the nonprofit charity, the National Vaccine Information Center. Since 1982, MVIC has worked to prevent vaccine injuries and deaths through public education and to secure informed consent protections in U.S. vaccine policies and laws. Visit mbic.org and mbicadvocacy.org to get well-referenced vaccine information that you can trust and share with your family, friends, and members of your community. It's your health, your family, your choice.